0: We have been talking about the gospel. Someone say the good news. Now, again, there is a reason why it is called the good news. And throughout this teaching, we have said things like when you understand the purpose of Christ's death, burial, resurrection, his seeing, his him being seen, his ascension and seating. Once you understand what those things mean, for us as new creations in Christ, it should bring about a liberation, a freedom. You see, when you understand that, you can really understand when uh, John tells us, whom the Son sets free, huh, is free indeed. But see, you can't really understand that except you know what Christ did for you. It's good news for a reason. Are you here? And we've taken on various points, and we said point number one, and I think... We're going to put this on a board for you, and I'm going to move rather expeditiously. Number one, we said that the gospel is good news in that God loved the world so much. Yeah, help me. Are they on the screen? Come on, let's do them together. God loved the world so much that he gave his only son to die for our sin. Number two, we said we are no longer enemies of God. We have been reconciled. How? By the blood. This is going to make sense in a minute. How? By the blood. We have been reconciled, made friends uh, with God by the what? Blood of Christ and what? Adopted into the family of God. Will you declare this? I am no longer an enemy of God. And when you understand that, you will not walk under the wise that when things happen, God is trying to break you. We're going to see something in a minute. Number three, there is now no condemnation. For those who are in Christ. For we understand that we do not and cannot earn our salvation. Why is the gospel good news? It's it's good news because I understand that I do not and cannot earn my salvation. In other words, my salvation is not based upon my goodness. For grace, for by grace. You've been saved through faith, not that of yourselves, lest any man should boast. Are you here? Number four or or number five is the gospel is good news because we understand that our salvation and eternal life are guaranteed through Christ. And see, you have a plethora of verses. Go back and get the verses for each point that will cement that, and it should bring about a stronger conviction and you won't walk around like a boulder is about to strike you in the head. And number six, I want to re-go over number six today uh, in lieu of Pesach, or Passover, what was celebrated last week. Uh, number six, the gospel is good news because Jesus' body was given. So let's make it personal. Jesus' body was given so that my body may never be broken. Ah, that's a good place to say Jesus' body was given in order that my body and your body may never be broken. And when you understand this, Brother Damien, Damien, you will not declare, Lord, break me. (laughs) Why would you want the Lord to break you? What you're saying is that, Lord, whatever I'm doing is not good enough, so get me to the point where my performance measures up to your goodness or to qualify for your goodness. But you have to understand that what Jesus did is what brought you closer to God, not what you do. It's what Jesus did, beloved, is why God is so good to you and I. Not because what we do. Be good, do good, but it's not based upon how good you are. Boy, this is so good to me. But religion has made it about your performance as if Jesus did nothing. Are you here? Now, last week, we dealt with uh, of course, it was what we call Resurrection Sunday. R- write this down for the subheading today. Beaten for our brokenness. Beaten for our brokenness. And again, last week, the, we celebrated Pesach in the Hebrew, or we used the term Passover, which is a Jewish festival. And what they do every year during Pasad, they celebrate the exodus from Egypt and the Israelites' freedom from slavery to the Egyptians. So if you remember, the Passover of Egypt was a true shadow or was a shadow of the true Passover offering in Jesus who would set people free from their slavery and penalties of what sin brought about. So Jesus, for you and I, beloved, he is our, he is our Passover. Passover simply means to omit, to skip over, to pass over. Do you remember when they were about to exit Egypt? They were to get a mail uh, of uh, uh, the first year without blemish. Sacrifice, you know, of course, put the blood on the doorpost and the lentils, which was the shape of a cross. It, then the Lord told them how to prepare it. And when he came through the land, when he seen the blood, he would skip over that house. So when he came through the land, you, you, Pharaoh eventually let the people go, but when he came through wherever he saw the blood, he would pass over it. And that's the and see when you understand the significance of that, you'll understand that as a new creation in Christ. Even when I have a misstep, he still sees the blood. So what I should get, I don't get it. He skips over. Yeah. Let, let, let's look at this. Let, this is something good to, because there are people who are claiming all types of tragedy, tragedies and bad things on the Father, and that is not the God that we serve. And I have to always say, I'm not saying that things won't try to, the the, the enemy's going to try to come at you every way he can. But I'm saying stop blaming everything on the Father. Oh. Who who is your Passover? Jesus is our Passover. Let me show you 1 Corinthians 5. Write write these verses down. Are you here? Now, it's good to celebrate Passover. Of course, Jesus is our Passover. Again, there were types and shadows of Christ to come who was the substance of those things. And it's good to know about it. But, but he is our Passover, just like he is our Sabbath. So we sh- there should be no argument on what day you worship. Jesus is the Sabbath. So those who want to worship on Saturday, be cool with those of us who worship on Sunday. And those of us who worship on Sunday, let's be okay with those who want to, if they're serving Jesus, the the true and living God, that's okay. Lord bless you. And if it's Tuesday, you choose. If it's Monday, you choose. As Paul said, every day is holy. As unto the Lord. 1 Corinthians 5, 7. Purge out, therefore, the old leaven that you may be a new lump as you are unleavened For Even Christ, our Passover, is what? Who was sacrificed for you? Christ. He was the only one. Okay? That's why, and I'm going to show you again, why there could not be any blemishes on the Lamb. There could not be any defects. Jesus is the only one who came through a woman without sin. Everybody else was tainted with sin nature. That's why his birth had to be supernatural by Holy Spirit. Why? Because man has been tainted with sin. So any other man who claims to be the one, you can't be the one because you have been defected. So the death So the death of Christ marks the release, or our release from the penalties. I have to keep saying it from the penalties and slavery of sin, or what came as a result, Sister Givens, because of sin. Okay, and we always try to scare people. Where did sin's death? No, death was the the result—physical death—that alienation, separation from God. That's what came. As a result of sin. Are you here? Um, Let me show you this. John 19. Who's getting something? We declare this. Jesus' body was given so that my body may never be broken. I I know it sounds good for religious conversation. I know it sounds good to feel like you've done something to measure up. Listen, there's a way you could be humble without being, your body being splintered in 22 pieces. If you submit to this word and do what it says, you'll have all the humility that you can. Then, too, you being broken in the sense that people said it, daughter, is not a guarantee that you're going to be Humble. And should it, it, be told, most are upset because they are broken, yeah. fractured. You hear? Now, remember that John's purpose was to prove conclusively that Jesus is the Christ. He's the Son of God, one with the same nature character of God. And all that who believe in him, believe in him will have eternal life again, You see that John 20, uh, 20, 30, and 31. Then we showed you last week John 1 and 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Go down to verse 14, and that Word became flesh. Okay, uh, verse 31. Therefore, because it was the preparation day that the body should remain on the cross on the Sabbath, The Jews asked Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be what? Taken away. Verse 32. Then the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and of the other who was crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead. See, a lot of times they would break legs to speed up the death because of the pain and anxiety and the torture. It, it just couldn't take it. Imagine, you know, some of us hit our finger, man. We go, oh, I ain't talking about breaking my leg. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not, you, I would circle that if I was you, break his legs. But one of the soldiers pierced, pierced his side with a spear and immediately blood And water came out, blood and water. Well, normally it was just blood, but blood and water, a lot in that. Verse 35, and he who has seen, has testified, and his testimony is true. Talking about John. And he knows that he is telling the truth so that you may believe. For these things were done that the scripture should be what? Fulfilled. Not one. Not one. Of his bones shall be broken. Now, again, as I mentioned last week, John now he takes the witness stand and he says that he saw this for himself. All the statements that are recorded are used to ensure that all readers know that Jesus was truly dead. Now, he did that for a reason, or he specified that for a reason because this addresses a number of false teachings that were circula- circulating toward the end of the first century. Again, you had the Gnostics. Who said that Christ did not come in the flesh? We've seen that in 1 John 14. We know 1 to 14, he what? Came in the flesh. So they would say he didn't come in the flesh, denying that he was truly man. So John's testimony denies this. So John said Jesus died, and not only did blood come out, water came out, which proves his humanity. Are you here? This testimony also denies that Jesus never really died, but just to have appeared to have died. So John negates all of the lies. He said, "I was there." Then, too, if you remember, after his resurrection, he was seen at one time by more than 500. 500 people. Are you here? So we know, even with the lies, that's still perpetuated throughout the land, that someone stole his body. How do I know that's not true? Because I seen the man. Are you here? Verse 36. Uh, Matt, let's read verse 36 again. For these things were done that scripture should be what? Fulfilled. Not one of his bones shall be, and we've seen David quoting this, if you want to put it up, John 34, 20. So the main significance for John to include this in his gospel is to show prophecy being fulfilled. If you remember on last week how I mentioned how Je- when Jesus came, he was when he declared to telesty, it is finished." What he was saying, the sin debt is paid in full. The law has been fulfilled. Every prophecy regarding me has been fulfilled. Are you here? So, John does this to show that prophecy uh, or another prophecy is being fulfilled. For the Lord protects the bones of the righteous, or he guards his bones, not one of them are broken. And who he's talking here, David is making reference right here to Jesus. He guards. All his bones, not one of them, what? What? So be broken. Okay, there go. For the Lord protects the righteous, uh, for the Lord protects the bones of the righteous. Right here, this righteous, he's talking about right here, he's talking about Jesus. Okay? Not one of them, not one of them is broken. So I have, I'm going to show you another verse, but so far, We've seen that none of his bones were broken. When they got to him and seen that he was already, de- or his, his flesh was already dead. They did not break his legs. Who's seen that? Any witnesses in the house? Say this: His body was given. Wait, don't just say it. it Have those of you who are good note takers right here: His body was given, not broken. Okay. His body was given, not broken. You are not supposed to be broken. Jesus came so you wouldn't have to be broken. He doesn't desire that you remain fractured, bruised, crushed. That is not his desire. He came so you would not have to be crushed. He was bruised so you wouldn't have to be. His body was given. Not broken. Preacher, why is all this necessary? Let me tell you something. Because we approach God on the basis of our, our ideas, our thoughts about God. And if my thoughts about God are wrong, everything after that is going to be wrong. So if I see God as this sinister father who is just waiting on me to mess up so he can break me, you have the wrong perception of God, sir. Ma'am, that is not the God we serve. And religion has put us a, a terrible... Stain, if you will, on the God of the Bible. When I say religion, men who have imposed their ideologies on how we should approach God by what we do. Are y'all here? Remember now, the law of Moses declared two important aspects concerning the Passover lamb. Who was our Passover lamb? So it had to be a male of the first year without blemish and none of its bones. Could be broken. Now, any other time, because every day they would have to offer up sacrifices. Any other time, as I state last week, your lamb could have been bow-legged, pigeon-toed, slew foot, hump in his back, whatever. But on Pasat, on Passover, he had to be without blemish. No pigeon-toed, bow-legged, humpback lambs today. Are you here? Are y'all here? Now, the most obvious symbol that we must consider is that the bones of Jesus were not broken. And they, that had to be in order for him to be the perfect Passover lamb. That's why salvation cannot be found in no other name. Why? Because no other name qualified to be the perfect lamb. Passover lamb. Why? Because every other name has been tainted with the sin nature. Exodus 12, 5. Let me show you this. Your lamb shall be without blemish. Is this on the screen? Come on, let's read. Your lamb shall be without blemish, a male of the first year. You may take it from the sheep or from the goats numbers 9, 11 and 12. Is it up? On the 14th day of the second month at twilight they may keep it. They shall eat it with unleavened bread and bitter herbs. They shall leave none of it until morning. If you remember his body was removed. Didn't stay there overnight. They shall leave none of it until morning, nor break nor break one of his bones. Or according to all of the ordinances of the Passover, they shall keep it. Now, Leviticus 22 20. L- let me show you something why it's important that you quit declaring, break me and I'm broken, and you, something humbling about being broken. Whatever has a defect. You shall not offer, for it shall not be acceptable on your behalf. See, Jesus had to be the perfect Passover lamb, or except He would not have been acceptable. He did. In other words, He wouldn't have had what it takes to make me complete if He is broken. And the mere fact that He is broken declares that He desires that we not be broken. So since he's not broken, we should not be broken. If he was defected, daughter, not only uh would he not been satisfactory, but we would still be broken. Are y'all here? So it couldn't have been defected. If you came through a woman, any, anybody born, you was tainted, affected with the sin nature. So, again, he had to be. His Mary's birth had to be supernatural. Hey, y'all hear? So just then too, just as the past, just as the passover lambs applied blood, y'all remember that caused the destroyer to pass over each household Christ applied blood causes God's judgment to pass over sinners and to get, and it gives life to believers so because of his blood let, let me tell you something because of his blood the wrath that should have been imposed on us is skipped over us because of the Blood. As in I as I said last week, when things happen this adverse, stop declaring, "Oh, that is the wrath of God." You and the devil are liars. That is not because when he sees me, he sees the blood. Yeah. Let's look. So Jesus' body was given that mine may never be broken. Luke twenty two nineteen. Who's getting something? A couple people in the back. One of, where, where, okay, where did that whistle come from? Okay, yeah. All right. How do you blow that with your mask on? <laughs> and, <laughs> and he took bread. Do y'all see this? Gave thanks. And broke it, gave it to them, saying, this is my body, which is, which is broken, which is given for, for you. Given for who? You. It's given for you. I'm not broken. And I don't want you broken. Do this in remembrance of me. Now, I showed you, and let me show you again, in 1 Corinthians 11:23. I think the King James and New King James is the only one that has the mistranslation, every other translation. Uh, and I showed you the NET that was closest to the Greek last week, and I'm going to show you the NLT uh, and how they in study would tell you that the word broken here was inserted by the translators to try to make it complete. Are you with me? If you remember, it was just one big scroll so we added commas periods quotations etc so but let me show you and and, and, do your homework you don't want to take more for if you don't want to take more do your homework there's no shame here i know what the word says we've just seen three other verses that his bones were not broken or several other verses where his bones were not broken. We've just seen that his body was given. Go through the gospels, you'll see the same thing. Okay? Only right here do we see this word in 1 Corinthians where it says broken. But let me show you. For I received from the Lord that <clears throat> that which I delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he t- took bread was betrayed. And when he gave thanks, he broke it and said, What? Take, eat. This is my body, which is Broke. Okay, now go back to Luke, what we just read. Luke twenty-two. And he took bread and gave thanks, saying, This is my body which is He said, This is my body which is given for you. Now, uh, verse twenty-two, and when he broke, he said, He gave he had given thanks. He broke it and said, this is my, he, he broke it and said, take eat this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in the mirror me. Now let me show you. Now I showed you the N-E-T last week. Let me show you another translation. How it should be rendered. It, and, and, and we know that that can't be correct because the scriptures declared that none of his bones. We're broken. Are y'all here? So we know he didn't. We know he didn't say it. <laughs> Even David had the revelation. Even David seen it, that none of the righteous talking about Jesus bones. said we're broken. Okay, now let's look at it. Uh, For I pass on to you what I received from the Lord Himself on, on that on the night when He was betrayed. The Lord Jesus took some bread, verse 24, and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and said, now, hold hold on. Now, the bread was broken in pieces. Now, you can break your communion elements in half if you want to. But don't you declare, break me, Lord. No, break your cracker. Then he broke it in pieces and said, this is my Body which is given for you. Do you see it? Do this in remembrance. So his body was given, daughter, not broken. And the word declares, Sister Moore, that let every word be established in the mouths of two or three witnesses. So we have more witnesses agreeing that it wasn't broken than the one who said it was. And I'm saying that to say that it was. Inserted by the translators. So we know that his body was given, not broken. Say this, Jesus was beaten for my brokenness. On the cross, beloved, Jesus took the pun- Listen to me. Jesus took the punishment we deserved for our sin. He took it. Listen to me. He took it. Who took it? So why are we claiming what he took? Why are we declaring this is punishment for what I did and he took the punishment for your sin. Are you here? See without getting off course and getting into a whole nother message what we're trying to establish here is that we are not broken. Now, Pastor May teach another in, in sometime in the future about why some crazy stuff happened to us and, and we can name start with our choices for a lot of people. Okay? But 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 what we're talking about today, we're establishing the fact that there was a reason why he was not broken. So you and I would not be broken. Listen, he took our punishment. He didn't deserve to die. But he willingly took our place and experienced death or what we should have got. He took it. Listen to this, because we're still claiming, "Oh, Lord, break me, Lord, beat me, Lord," for what? <laughs> First Peter three eighteen. Maybe you've never heard. I, I hear people saying that, sister, more, and they think it's humbling. They they think it's, it's it's something about, you see, what you're trying to do. Really, that's a type of pride. <laughs> Christ himself suffered when he died. Who suffered? When he died for you. And with that one death, he paid for your sin. With that one, he paid for it. He was not guilty. We were guilty. I think the New King James, King James says, the righteous for the unrighteous. But he died for people who what? Are guilty. Why did he do this? He did this to bring all of us, all of you to God. In his physical form, he was killed, but he was made alive by the Spirit. Look at the same uh, verse in the amplifier. Let me show you something. For indeed, Christ died for sins, what? Once and... So, so getting back on the other point that we had, you, 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 the, the guarantee of your salvation, when you receive Christ at that moment... Your name was written in the Lamb's book. You know what? See, if I have to keep coming back, that means we have to keep offering sacrifices, which is what they were doing until Christ came. So there's no longer another need to keep offering sacrifices. What they were doing, which for us would be get saved again and again and again. It's, so what you're saying, you're trying to establish your righteousness based upon or your salvation based upon what, what? you do. And if that's the case, when will you get it right? And what if you die in between Sunday and the next Sunday? Because you were told you got to do it again. That's foolishness. God forbid. Are y'all here? The the just and the righteous for the unjust and the unrighteous. The innocent for the who? Guilty. Who was the innocent? So who, who said me? Somebody said me. You were not the innocent. Jesus was the innocent for the guilty. So that he might bring what? Us to God, having put to death in the flesh, but he may live in the spirit. 2 Corinthians 5.21. I'm trying to show you something. For God made Christ who never sinned be the offering for our sin. So what, what you're declaring when you're saying, Lord, break me, what you're trying to say is, Lord, let me be the offering for this sin. Jesus was the offering for your sin. Are you here? So that we could be made right with God through who? Through who? Not through our own doing. So Jesus took our place in that he was made sin for us. Let me show you something. Isaiah 53, 4 through 6, 10 and 11. Let me show you something. We're almost there. Who's getting something? All well, the people who want to be broke, raise your hand. Let me see all the people who want to be broken. All well, the whole individuals at. Okay, so so there's still a, a so. But in fact. He was, he has borne our Greece. He has carried our sorrows and pains. Yet we ignorantly assume that he was stricken, struck down by God, the great humiliated. See, when when this was going on, they thought, oh, he must have did something. No, this man was without sin. This man had became sin for you. That's why I said, out, out of ignorance. Oh, just like people that, Oh, man, she must really tick God off. Don't let people speak that over you. God love you. You ought to declare, God loves me. The blood covers me. Verse five, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was crushed. That word crushed means to be bruised, to be contrite, not broken. Okay. Uh though the, right there? Contract, contract. For our wickedness, our sin and our injustice and He was wounded for our sin, our injustice. Our wrongdoing. Who was? So when 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 now, as a born-again believer now that you're, now you can fall short, but don't declare you a sinner. Are you here? Now watch this. So if I fall short, Christ was wounded for my wrongdoings. So why am I declaring I got to be wounded for my, when he was done, when he was bruised for my wrongdoing? Now, that's not to say that there may not be consequences behind what you do. But we're saying let's not put the consequences on my foolish act on my father. Verse, verse five. But he was wounded for our transgressions; he was crushed, became contrite for our weakness, Obviously, I wasn't just wounded. The punishment required for our well-being fell on him. So what we should have got, it fell on him. So why, when something uh, unfortunate happens, no, 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 that's not because you because of a, a of a uh, falling short. So don't don't claim that. Why? Because anything that I didn't mess up, miss up, whatever happened. Christ took that for me. The punishment required for our well-being fell on him, and by his stripes, his wounds, we are healed. All of us, like like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned each one his own way. (laughs) All of us, like sheep, have gone astray. We have turned each one his own way, doing your own thing. But, see, I don't know if you are saying this. For your turning away, for your going astray and going your own way, the wickedness. But the Lord has caused the wickedness of us, all of our sin, our injustice, wrongdoing, to fall on him instead of us. So why, are, why is there an expectation for it to fall on you? Get delivered from that. No, he skips over me when he sees the blood. See, there's a type of guilt when you when you feel like, Lord, I have to be broke. Where's that guilt coming from? Christ is your guilt offering. Who is your guilt offering? Who? My sin offering, my guilt offering. That's why you can understand there is now no condemnation in Christ. Why? Because everything that should have happened to me fell on him. So, if listen, stop thinking something wrong when you are experiencing the goodness of God in your life. And stop letting foolish people okay, put an expectation on you that something bad should be happening at some point in time. Know they just been misinformed. What kind of warped mindset is that anyway? That don't want who wants you to go through. But that's what people think. If if you're seemingly doing good, you got to be doing something wrong. See how see how warped that is. But if you're doing something bad, oh oh you, you, oh, you about to come up. Or, no! Or, or, if you're experiencing something bad, oh, oh, look how humble he is. Christ is our gift offering. Oh, verse ten, same, same. But yet the Lord was willing to what? cross him, causing him to suffer, if he would give himself as a. Okay, get, get offering. An atonement for sin, He shall see a spiritual offering offspring, He shall prolong his days, and the will and the will, good pleasure of the Lord, shall succeed and prosper in His hand. You've heard me say this for years. So what Jesus did satisfy the Father, not what you do. OK? Verse 11, "As a result of the anguish of his soul, he shall see it. the Lord shall see it what Christ went through, and be satisfied. By his knowledge of what he accomplished. The righteous one. there go that righteous one we were talking about earlier. My servant shall justify the many, making them righteous. Upright before God. In right standing with God. Because of what Jesus did. For he shall bear the responsibility for their sins. So when, when there is a coming up short now, take it up with my father. But don't expect me be walking around here crushed and broken. And God knows, don't ask to be broken. Are you here? So in order for us to be saved, Jesus had to take our place and die for sin. He had to lay down his life as a sacrifice because without the shedding of blood, there is no forgiveness. And we know he shed his blood. Uh, Hebrews 9.22. Are we right here? Right here at the end. You hear? I might as well give you these other two verses. We're right here, right? In fact, under the law, almost everything is purified by means of blood. And without the setting of blood, there is what? There is neither release from sin and its guilt, nor the remission of, of the due and merited punishment for sins. See, the blood of Jesus releases us from those penalties. You hear? Romans 5 and 8, let me show you something. Through 11. But God clearly shows and proves his own love for us by the fact that while we were sinners, Christ did what? Died for us. Verse 9. Therefore, since we have been now justified, declared free of the guilt Of sin by his blood. How much more certain is it that we shall be saved from the wrath of God? Why? Because of his blood. So stop expecting. Bad. Verse 10. For if, while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of His Son, it is much more certain, having been reconciled, that we would be saved from the consequences of sin. Right here, the penalties that came as a result of sin. What, in other words, when He says consequences, what should have happened to you? Now, there are going to be consequences, but what you should get? Are you here? By his life, that is, we will be saved because of Christ's lives today. Verse 11, not only that, but we also, we see, you should be rejoicing. Rejoicing in, in, in his love and perfection. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we now have received. See, you should be, see, the reason why you shouldn't claim that is because you have been reconciled to God. You are back in right relations with him. There's no reason why, look, look what Jesus did settled your accounts, past, present, and future. Oh, you missed that. He settled your account. And, and, and to prove that, God does not keep record of your sin. Y'all didn't know that. Did? Well, let me show you something. Let's, ah, oh. Ecclesiastes 2 5, and I think we have one more after that, two more. Even when we were dead, slain by our own shortcomings and trespasses. Do y'all see this? So quit trying to qualify by your shortcomings. Because if truth be told, we can always come up short. You might go ten years, but that eleventh year—short—and <laughs> <laughs> and, and people take pride. J- j- just be grateful for. Take one day at a time.
1: Yeah, I, I don't win, girl. I don't win eleven years.
0: Ah, just, just thank God every day. Just be grateful. You're putting too much pressure on yourself. He made us alive together in fellowship. Do y'all keep seeing all these verses connecting and supporting each other? He made us alive together in fellowship and in union with Christ. With Christ. He gave us the very life of Christ Himself, the same new life with which He quickened Him. For it is by grace, His favor and mercy, which you do not deserve, that you are saved. Here, go, here goes another verse. Delivered from judgment and made partakers of Christ's salvation. Do you see this? 1 Thessalonians 5 and 9. See, if I were you, I would be so happy. No, no, that my kids... Those who are still at that very young age, but at that very impressionable age, is getting this. So as they grow up, they have the right image of the Father, and they can bypass all the struggles that when you were still up under the law. <laughs> For God chose, let me tell you what he chose to do through Christ. For God chose to save us through our Lord Jesus Christ. Not part of his anger. Ah, do you see this? He chose to save us through Christ. In other words, Christ did not go through all of that. Just for us to declare we're broken and Lord break me. And to expect terrible things to happen if we fall short. That's not why Christ came. As we see in Romans 5 verse 11, you should be rejoicing that you are now in right relationship with God. And, and, And see, it's understanding that Sister Gilliam, that it will cause individuals to fall short less and less because they understand his goodness. Not get out here and act a fool. Are you here? Last verse for real. Romans four and eight. Blessed is the man whom the Lord will not. Your, your translation either says impute or reckon, which simply means to charge to one's account his sin. So, what are you saying? Is blessed is the man against whom the Lord would not charge to his account. Notice it says, whom the Lord would not count as sin. In other words, when you fall short, he is, not, he is not charging that to your account. Up on Monday, up on Tuesday, up, he fell again on Thursday. He keeps no... So if he keeps no record, how can I claim the wrath is coming on me when there's no record? Now, why am I, see, you're trying to charge me with something that there is no record for. There's no account on it. Thank you. There is no proof. So why are you talking about rat? and there's no proof that I've done anything wrong? Are y'all here? That should make you excited. You mean to tell me he skips over me? Why? Because of the Your life is more. Our lives are hid (laughs) in Christ. And he sees you now in light of how he sees Jesus, daughter. (laughs) So if there is no, I'm going to close with this. If there is no record of this accusation, While we're declaring, expect wrath when there is no record. Are you here? One of those translations in Colossians 2.14 talks about the records. Find the one that talks about the records, the charges the records. Been. Listen. Uh, Will you say this? My record, My record. Because, of blood, because of the blood, has been clean, been white clean, clean. <laughs> yesterday, yeah. today, yeah. Hey. Hey, more. and forevermore. <clears throat> so you don't have to anticipate whatever the even in tomorrow. Wipe me down. I'm clean. I'm clean. So 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 if 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 I fall short, get up, wipe yourself down and just declare, I'm clean. I'm clean. Why? Because of the blood. I don't know if that's the one, but what does it say? He canceled out every legal violation we recorded. I don't know if that's the one or not. This might be another one. It, it, but you like that version? or well, if that worked for you, th- let it work. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Well, whichever one worked for you. If that worked for you, is that good enough? Okay. He canceled the record of charges. Get, well, th- that, I don't think that's the one either, but uh, you get the point. I don't read so many verses. Huh? Is this another one? He cast out the for me. I don't know, man. I have to go back. <laughs> Let me text it to you. Okay. But, but here, here's the point, guys. Oh, I love that. If he's not keeping record, there should be no expectation of his wrath. Why? Because I'm clean. There's nothing on the record. It's blank. That's why I wanted you to see those scriptures in Romans and Ephesians about the judgment. His wrath is, he's not after you. Are you here? Even things of the past. You got to remove the guilt. Why? Because Jesus is my guilt offering. I don't care what what you've done in the past. See, he became that offering, so you would no longer carry that burden. Another reason why you should stop carrying it is because there's absolutely no thing that you can do about it. And as far as he is concerned, it never happened.